Hi, I'm Melissa Shea, President and CEO of the Long Island Real Estate Investors Association. Two decades ago, on a dare, I purchased my first home with no money down. I received $7,000 cash at the closing and earned $200 a month in passive income, all while my tenant was paying the mortgage. Since then, we've purchased over $30 million in real estate and have taught people just like you how to do the same. Go to outoftheratracepodcast.com, register, and let us teach you how to become financially independent through real estate investing today. Hey guys, you're listening to Out of the Rat Race Podcast, the podcast that teaches everyday people how they could become financially independent through real estate investing. Be sure to like and follow our show so that you're kept up to date on all of our new content, which is uploaded one to two times a week. And with that being out of the way, let's get into today's episode. So if this is your first time joining in, my name is John Shea. Now I'm sure that you've heard us talk about our ebook on how to get the money to begin investing in real estate. I'm not sure how many of you have had the chance to read it, so today, for your listening pleasure, I will be reading to you Melissa's ebook titled, Real Estate Investing, Where to Find the Money. Real Estate Investing, Where to Find the Money. Today, we're going to be discussing the five most common places to find the money for your real estate investments, as well as the pros and cons of being both a debt partner and an equity partner. But first, let's go over exactly what it means to be an equity partner versus a debt partner in real estate investments. As an equity partner, you get a percentage of asset ownership. Generally, this means you have a voice in some of the decision making as set out by your agreement with the other parties involved and get part of the cash flow on a regular basis. As a debt partner, You are loaning the money and getting the agreed-upon interest rate in return until the debt is repaid in full. Unlike an equity partner, you do not have any ownership interest in the real estate, although you may end up with the real estate if the borrower defaults and that is the collateral used for the loan. A debt partner can be essentially cashed out once the loan has been fully paid back. An equity partner, on the other hand, is not out once he or she receives the principal back. That partner is now an owner and is entitled to ongoing profit share. So now that we've gone over debt partners versus equity partners, let's discuss the five most common sources of funding for real estate investments. Number one, savings. And this is like a debt investor. If you choose to use your savings to fund your real estate investments, I highly recommend that you be on the debt investor side of the transaction because this will allow you to maintain your principal and have a fixed income. This is especially important if you are using this as a reliable source of income. Number two, self-directed IRA accounts. Although there are some limitations, this is a very powerful real estate investment vehicle that most people outside of the real estate investing community are not aware of. A self-directed IRA is an IRA that allows you to roll over funds from your regular IRAs. It could also be a traditional to traditional self-directed IRA or a Roth to a Roth self-directed IRA. You can also take your traditional and roll it over to a Roth but you will have to pay taxes on it. This is something that you're going to need to talk with your accountant or financial advisor about to see which strategy works best for you. There are certain times when it's a good idea to do it and a certain time when it is not. However, the basic concept with self-directed IRAs is to give you control over your investments. You are not limited to investing in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. You can now invest in other vehicles like real estate and businesses. 
Some companies or employers limit what you are allowed to do with your self-directed IRA. So this strategy may not work with your current employer. If this is your situation, you're going to want to roll it over to a self-directed IRA when you leave the company. I highly encourage you to speak with a professional that specializes in self-directed IRAs and then also speak with your employer or company to see what you qualify for. One of the limitations with a self-directed IRA is that you cannot lend money to certain family members. These family members include your spouse, your parents, and your children. However, there's a unique feature that will allow you to lend money to your siblings. Another limitation with this avenue is that you cannot use the funds to invest in properties that have recourse or have a personal guarantee to it. You can use these funds from a self-directed IRA to purchase assets such as a single-family home. This is just an example of how everyone's situation is individualized. So again, I encourage you to seek guidance from your accountant or financial advisor to see what works best for your specific situation. Just remember, with a debt versus equity in self-directed IRAs, lending is a little bit safer because in equity, you can be held liable for anything that happens to the property. There is always the potential that you could be sued or the IRA could be sued if there is an incident on the property. As a lender, you are essentially acting as the bank. So if something were to happen on the property, the bank is not responsible. So for this reason, it's a little bit safer. The nice part about this vehicle is that it also acts as a sort of dividend. Number three, collateralize against stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. This is a really unique investment strategy because it is almost like you are double dipping. Let's say you have a portfolio with Fidelity, Charles Schwab, or one of the UBSs, which stands for Union Bank of Switzerland, is a, uh, a, a multinational uh, diversified financial services company. And let's say you have stocks, bonds, and mutual funds in your portfolio that are worth $500,000. They will give you a percentage based on what you have invested in that portfolio. The higher the risk, the lower the line of credit that you will be given to borrow against. The lower the risk, the larger the line of credit will be. So let's say that they give you a line of credit for 75% of $500,000 in your portfolio. This would give you a line of credit for $375,000. You could take that line of credit and use it towards a different investment vehicle like a real estate investment. The benefit with this strategy is that there is no limitation on recourse or non-recourse. If you want to use these funds for your rehab, you could use the funds for your down payment and then use an underlying hard money loan or money from a private lender to renovate the property. Or you could use the funds as a debt or you can use it as 100% cash so you don't have to worry about taking a line of credit and you would make all of the interest yourself on a flip or a buy and hold. This is a really good vehicle because the collateralized stocks, bonds, and mutual funds are still earning the regular interest and dividends on the main portfolio. And then you are using that line of credit to get you invested in other projects. So essentially, you are making interest on the line of credit or making money off of the line of credit as well as still making money on your underlying collateral which is your stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. This is why I call it double dipping. 
I think it's a very powerful tool because it is using both of your vehicles to get into real estate and it diversifies your risk to make you some more money. And again, you don't have to use the line of credit just because you have been approved for it and you will not be paying interest on it until you do. Typically, the interest rates are much lower, between 4 and 5%. It is, however, dependent on the level of risk of the investment in your portfolio. I highly encourage this vehicle because there are no limitations on who you can lend the funds to. You have control over your money. The only thing is that you will have to pay taxes on that money, but this is a classic example of using OPM, which stands for Other People's Money. You are using the bank's money and collateralizing on it against money that is already essentially performing in a portfolio. Number four, HELOCs, which stands for Home Equity Lines of Credit. This is just another way of using OPM, other people's money. You can take HELOCs out on your primary home or investment properties. I highly recommend using this method on investment properties rather than your primary home. However, it is an option that is open to you. Many real estate investors get started this way. With a HELOC, you can get really low interest rates right now, between 2 and 3%. You can use it as a line of credit so you are not forced to make any monthly payments until you're actually using it. Also, the interest is usually only for the first 10 years, which is great because this allows you to enter and exit transactions very easily. This is a great rehab strategy and is also good for some buy and hold scenarios because with a low down payment, you can force some equity and then refinance the property. You would then refinance the property and pay the original HELOC back. This is a great vehicle that I highly recommend taking advantage of. Number five, other lines of credit. Another option that often gets overlooked is using other lines of credit. For example, if you have an established business, that would be a great vehicle that could be used for, quote unquote, another line of credit. I have personally used this strategy. I used to own a travel agency and had excellent credit. Because of this, I was able to get a loan for $100,000 very easily. This allowed me to further my real estate investment career. I highly recommend business lines of credit. I know that right now it's possible to get 12 months with 0% financing. That is huge. Take advantage of these types of offers for your first year. Another option is credit cards. I know of many people that have used this route. If you have a high enough line of credit with 0% interest, you would only have to pay a 3% transaction fee. I would also like to mention that credit unions typically have lower transaction fees and comparatively moderate interest rates. If you are using the funds as a supplement for a flip, this is how you can get 100% financing. You would have your underlying mortgage and then you would just supplement that with your 25% down plus your closing costs. You could use your bank line of credit and then essentially you have your 100% financing. This is just one way to do it that I highly recommend. So there you go. These are the five different strategies that you could use to raise the capital to get your real estate investing career started. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the ebook. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry my voice is a little raspy. I've been a little under the weather. 
Real estate investing is the pathway to success. However, education is key. Be sure to go to outoftheratracepodcast.com, register, we'll send you a copy of that ebook. Guys, stop chasing the cheese and make it for yourself because only then can you truly escape the rat race. From me, Melissa, and all of our staff, happy investing. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.